This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill! Touchdown! Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out! He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott! For the touchdown! No flags! Cowboys lead! Des Bryant out of the witness protection program and trying for the end zone! How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas! Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney! What the Cowboys! Welcome, welcome back, Cowboy fans. It's been a it's been a while. It's been a while, but uh, we're back on, at least I am, and I thought I'd bring my friend to the show here, Travis Johnson. He's going to be on the show as well here in a couple minutes. As for you guys out there, I don't have my crew again. I don't have my crew. They, they, they just disobedient people. That's what they are. That's what they are, Brian. Brian's my producer. Uh, Steve is not here, and Rodney, both are insubordinate, you might say. That's what you might say. But you know what? To save the day, I did find a good friend of mine uh, that's a big-time Cowboy fan. I said, hey, Travis, you want to be want to be part of the show? And he, without without delay, I wish he'd teach these guys in a seminar. He said, I'm in. I'm in. And so here we are. Travis, how are you? How are you, Jono? Good to hear from you again, brother. It's been a, oh, it's been I, a long wait to get I back know. on air. I, I know. Same here, pal. Same here. I would have got this thing going every week, but every every time there's some sort of delay here. They're not showing up. I Yeah, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. So yeah, I, I see the guys keep skipping skipping class. Right. So maybe you have to sit them down and talk to them about that. Uh, you're right. You're right. Hey, what's your take, man? What's your take? It's been crazy since the last show I did. It's been crazy what's been going on. Man, man, I you know, I'm not happy. Let's just start there. I don't I know I know a lot of the fans, they may be semi pleased or okay, but I'm not happy with you know, with everything that's taking place right now. We're supposed to be on the upswing and it seems like we're going in the other direction. Okay, let, let me back that up then. Do you start with uh, let's let's back it up to Dak, uh, not Dak, but Des Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. What was your take on that? I mean, it, it, to me, I'll say this, and then you, you jump right in. To me, okay. you, you tell the guy, "Hey, we're going to we're going to have a meeting this coming Friday. It's a Wednesday, and everyone's anticipating this. Why do you have to embarrass the guy by making a big scene like that? Hey." In fr- uh, by Friday, we're going to have this meeting. So if you didn't want the guy and you weren't even taking any of his uh, pay cut, you know, he said, I'll take a pay cut to be on the team. Right. You still make a scene by firing him like that. If you wanted to get rid of him, get rid of him that day. Say, hey, come on into the office, quiet, you know, under the radar. But don't don't make the man like that look bad. Tell me what's your call. I'm totally with you, brother, because, um, I mean, if you want to be totally honest about it, this meeting could have took place in January, February. It was plenty of time, especially if you knew you were going to, you know, cut ties with him. 
to at least give him the opportunity to land on another team. But sometimes Jerry has to have has to have his way, which we've seen with the T.O. situation and numerous other players on the team, whether it was the DeMarcus Ware situation or, you know, even with Emmett. But uh, I felt that was kind of non-classy, non-professional, really. Um, And to be honest, Dez kind of has been out. He's been on the outs since three days after the Seattle game. When he called out the offense and he said we were vanilla and we were beginning to be too predictable, from that point there, you know, it was every man for himself and he wasn't going to have a seat at the table anymore. But just as you stated, there's no need to embarrass your all-time touchdown reception leader for the franchise up until that point. They're telling him at every turn, we love you. You're our guy. April 11th, a couple of days before they released him, Jason Garrett sat there and said, we love Dez Bryant. We want him to be a part of our organization, you know, and I just felt that it could have been cleaner. When you think back to 2018 when they first brought him in and, you know, he promised them that he would do things, you know, of course he he wasn't able to deliver on the Super Bowl, but it's kind of like an unwritten rule. Let's be men about this thing. Like you said, let's just bring him in. Hey, man, we're not going to move forward with you. You know, uh, we, we've decided to go in another direction. But to keep just hanging it out there, it's going to be tomorrow, it's going to be in a couple of weeks, and to give him the possible hope because the only thing that I heard about was money, money, money. And as you alluded to, he was ready to take the pay cut, but it was never even offered. It's like the decision was already made. You know, he walked into a room. It was like that scene in uh, uh, What's That Goodfellas where they tell him he's about to be made. He walks in the room, and then he just takes a bullet in the back of the head, you know? Yeah, yeah. Instead – he was that little guy on Goodfellas that, uh, well, never mind that, that that little bartender, the the young guy, right, 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 the young guy. Yeah, yeah. He said, "Dance for me, shooting," and that that's I I gotta say I agree. I mean, Des got played like that. I I don't see why Jerry. You know what? You could have done it a little bit better. You could have done a little bit better. Yeah. And moving on from Des, now we got, now we had the draft. Well, listen, before the draft, well, yeah, it was during the draft, but then a- right afterwards, uh, Jason Witten retires. I mean, right. a lot right. of things have been happening. What did, What was your take on the draft, man? Man, I, I mean, you know, first of all, I understand the, the whole we're going to address the need. We're going to address the need. Uh, the player that they pick, you know, hopefully he turns out to be phenomenal. I mean, he better be to be a first-round linebacker. I felt like that he could have been uh, – if that was their guy and he was high on the board and they wanted to take him, I felt like he would have still been around later in the draft. I didn't think he had to waste a first-round pick, um, you know, on a linebacker unless he's going to come in and make every tackle well, on every down. Well, Tra- you know? Travis, um, let, let, me, let me jump in on that. They said they picked this linebacker. We picked this linebacker for the fact that he can cover on third down. Well, you know what? I got a guy in Seattle that can right. cover and can play like a <laughs> linebacker that could have been – okay, we'll move on to the second one. But, uh, yeah – I don't think that this player, what you just mentioned right there, we could have got out of Earl Thomas. Absolutely. And that's what I was expecting. I'm like, okay, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You moved on Vander Esch at 19. Okay. Well, at 50, right. I know you're going to move that pick and go ahead and shore up that second. Travis, every one of us was calling that. <laughs> every one of us. I'm like, okay. I had even told, look, one of my friends who's also diehard, um, 
he was so sure that it was going to happen. The guy went and got a Earl Thomas jersey made. I mean, it, it was Holy it was kind of laid out. This is the next step for the team if we're going to address the need, which is what they kept saying. Our need is safety. We have, I mean, we still have Sean Lee. Granted, he hasn't played a 16 game season. Okay, but Jalen Smith is still there. Damian Wilson is still there. You still have players who are already there that know the system. I just didn't see why it had to be that guy with that pick. And as a matter of fact, as the pick were uh, coming in, all the talking heads are like, oh, this is going to be DJ Moore. This is going to be Ridley. This is going to, you know, because to me, if you're going to do that, that addresses the need, uh, the need more. You get rid of your number one receiver, and at the time, right now, as it stands today, you don't have a number one to replace him. Now, we can go back and forth all day, all night about whether there was a drop in production with Dez or not. But one thing I know is when they were uh, 13-3 and three in 2016 and he had eight touchdowns and 796 yards, nobody had a problem because we were winning. So I'm not saying that we didn't have a great season. We had a 9-7 and seven season, which still ended up above 500. But there wasn't such a decline that there was right now, we have to make that move. They say the third year is the year where you can judge what a player is going to be or not. So this is Dak's third year coming up. And if we think back to the first three years with Romo, you know, it wasn't just peaches and cream with Dez and Romo either. You know, it took some time for that to mature and kind of manifest itself. And when you look at this past season, 2017, he had six touchdowns, 838 yards. That was an increase in production, if you ask me. But since it was only nine games won, you got to point the finger somewhere. And in that well, case, you always got to follow the money. Well, one game for sure that stands out in my mind was the Rams game. You're inside the 20, and you throw a, a bonehead play right in the middle, and uh, there's an interception, and uh, we lose the game. I think that was like with like 25 seconds left. But you know what? He learns from that, and he gets better from that. I, I'm okay with that. Right. Uh, right, I'm with that too. But here's let's back this thing up here. Let's back this thing up, Travis. I want to know. Okay. You just got rid of uh, Des now. You got rid of mm-hmm. now. Everyone's assuming now you made that cap money work. Now you did that on purpose, my friend, because we know right. how much you love the Cowboys, your beloved Cowboys. You're making some salary to bring in this Earl Thomas. We all thought there's salary that was capped, there there was money. Okay, you got rid of one of our field generals. I get it. Right. Uh, you know, may, maybe he wasn't the mix. Maybe you want that guy that runs from the other uh, other uh, uh, locker room all the way to your locker room, hugs you, and says, I want to be a part of you. And, and you say, that's what I'm looking for. Maybe Des wasn't the answer, but I guarantee you it's going to be E.T. And, uh, and it, everyone's there. Everyone's waiting for this because we gave the money. We, you, what are you, what are you going to use we that money for? We set it up for? perfectly. Yes, yes. We if set you're go- it up perfectly. If you're going to take my field general away, at least replace him. Replace him with, with another, another field, field general. general. <laughs> And that, exactly. man, you, I'm not getting that with round number two, Connor Williams, that had seven weeks he didn't even play because of a bad knee. And then when right. he came back, he played poorly. What right. makes him right. What makes him equivalent? Equivalent. <laughs> uh, Jesus, I, I, I got a tongue twister. But what makes him better than Earl Thomas? Nothing. 
They want to, the Cowboys want to be the smartest people in the room. And, and, and you started out looking that way. Like you said, okay, we, we're, we will make the sacrifice. If, if you're taking our field general away, you're taking the heart and soul of the team, as DeMarcus Lawrence calls him the face of the team, we'll take that. But you got to be bringing Earl in here. And as you said, the, the kid from Texas ran down the coach and said, come get that's what he said. He said, come get me. He didn't say next year. Right. He didn't say next month. He said, come get me. So like you said, if we cleared up the space, so now we have the cap space and we're doing nothing with it. Nothing that has happened since April 13th has impressed me with the moves that the Cowboys have made. Now, they may have, you know, uh, uh, um, pacified a few naysayers with the release of death. Okay, these guys are doing something now. They're clearing up the money. Something big is going to happen. But then you come right around as you stated, and then we find out that Jason's hanging it up. Okay, now you can try to act like you were prepared for that as much as you want, but we know you weren't. And now you're grabbing that straws in the draft and you pick up a tight end from Stanford that doesn't even have the same skill set of the tight end that we have now. You picked a tight end last year in the draft that hadn't played football. So right now I'm getting a, a little – no, I'm, I'm going to say a lot. I'm getting a lot confused with what's going to be the move here. You know, early on things were being done that it was like, okay, we're making strides in the right direction. Even prior to that, we're making some moves on the coaching staff. They may not be applauded by everybody, but we're making a change. We're, we're taking a step. But what I'm worried about now is – we have that money cleared up, and we're not going to have a number one. So now they're convincing themselves, okay, we are satisfied with the fact that we're not going to have an X receiver. But that doesn't mean it's going to be okay without an X receiver. You know, and as you said before, I'm, that cap space, I'm confused with that. And if it's not going to be Earl Thomas, who is it going to be? Because we're already paying Dez and Romo to not play for us this year. Well, well, I tell you what, man, it's uh, it's it's really bothersome that uh, we're seeing this. But yet, if I put this on my site on Facebook, I get messages. Mm-hmm. I get messages. I I get I get uh, complaints. I get I get this big capital DC for L. And I, I right. get it. We're all DC for life, my friends. We are. Right. We are. We are. And and you know what? I I've seen the Cowboys when they were winners, and I've seen them when they're losers. And I've seen now. I don't know what to see. I think we're so close to what we can see, but we just on the front end, front office, they don't want to make that commitment to put us over to the top now. Let's back this up to the early 1990s. Now you really want to know who was who was making these deals? It was Jimmy Johnson. He said Absolutely. He said bring Deion Sanders and Deion Sanders came. He said bring right. in Haley. Haley came. Those two players without those two players, I don't care what Cowboy DC4L you you wear on your forehead, we would not have won these Super Bowls. One took over on not defense, and the other one took on all, all over the Cowboy team. All over the field, right. Yeah. Right. So we now you're seeing that, moves. though. Travis, you're seeing that. You're seeing what had happened in the early 90s, who it really was 
that was doing the right moves, and that was right. Jimmy Johnson. Jerry, I got Jerry right now. I haven't done a thing with Jerry. He has not really <laughs> done a draft pick that you, we all said, yes, 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 and not one year, not the year before. I mean, this we go through this every year, and we sit on Dallas you know Cowboys what, sites and do it. You know what, brother? Actually, Jerry, Jerry, and, and, and at first I was crediting Steven with, with, with saving us from Jerry. You know, he kept Jerry from picking up the phone on Manziel. But I don't know if you guys um, have had a chance, Cowboy Nation and yourself, Jono, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to check out the All or Nothing documentary, but I'm watching it last night, and I'm watching how we dodged this bullet with Paxton Lynch. And the crazy thing is, is, Everybody in the room is all in on Paxton Lynch except Garrett. Uh, uh, Stephen Jones is ready to throw a first round. Uh, Jerry's ready to throw a first round for this guy. And I'm like, this is supposed to be the guy that's going to save the franchise who can't even get on the field right now with Denver. And it leads right now to exactly what you're saying. Double J, Jimmy Johnson is the one that was making the moves, that was putting us in place, starting with the great train robbery to get Herschel Walker out of there and bring in all those players and picks. He was the one. He was the mind that was You're making so those right. things happen. The so Joneses right. are just the people with the money. And I'm, you know, I'm not mad at that, but if you don't know how to run it, you damn well better bring somebody in who does. And right now, Will McClay's name is being thrown all over the place. They were about to lose him this year, so they threw some money at him. And just the other day, they throw him on the radio to try to explain to us why he picked Leighton Vander Esch at 19. Oh, I was up till 3 o'clock in the morning watching this tape. This guy's unbelievable. This guy's – but as you said when you spoke about Connor Williams with the injury, let's go back to Vander Esch. He had a neck injury. They're saying that it was a stinger. I'm not buying it. All I know is if you think this guy is going to be the next Brian Erlacher, you better be right. And I've, t I've, I've told everybody, that's my mantra for what everything the Jones family has done this offseason. You better be right. That's all I know. Right. You're making the moves, but you better be right. When I told you earlier, they're using that term Dak friendly, Dak friendly. Does that mean no Dez? Does that mean no Witten? If it does, you better be right because next year Cole Beasley is a free agent. And I tell you what, for him being Dak's uh, number one target his first year and you're getting rid of everything um, that's a number one, your leading, re uh, leading reception in Witten, your leading touchdown in Bryant, you better be right. That's all I can hope because if not, we are going to take more than just one step back. Hell, we could possibly be looking at ending up in the bottom of the division because the other teams are making moves around us left and right. And we're, you know, we're doing this pity pat stuff. We're doing this safe stuff. I, I'm tired of the safe stuff. The safe stuff gets us 13 and three at home when we should have been in the damn Super Bowl. The right. third, uh, the safe stuff gets us 12 and four, and we find out years later, Dez caught it. You knew Dez caught it. I knew Dez caught it, but that doesn't help us right now. I need a change right now. We need the culture to change right now. And the thing that's totally blowing my mind is that Jason Garrett is in on all this, and you should be on the hot seat, my friend. This is your last chance. If you don't make something happen this year, I mean, it has to be Super Bowl or bust for this guy. We had 8-8, eight 8-8, and 8-8. Eight, eight and eight, eight and eight. Then you go 4-12, 13-3, and, and then you go 9-7. and seven. Hey, man, 
when are you going to make it happen? Oh, that's well said, dude. That, that I mean, honestly, God, I was just listening and saying, he's right. He's right. I, and we, we love them, John. We, we love them. They're, they're the world's team, not just uh, America's team, because uh, I was in Europe and I had my cowboy hat on, and they said, NFL, Dallas Cowboys, number one. And you know what? I, number yeah, one. That, I, that, that made me feel good. But, again, how many numbers with uh, past Cowboys that are now not, not part of the team – because they got kicked off the team, not kicked off the team. They just uh, the salary didn't work out or whatever, or they just uh, fired them. I'm saying right. these jerseys are going twenty, thirty dollars. We're not we're not <laughs> buying any new jerseys because you keep you keep throwing all these uh, old jerseys that uh, have been fired by. I mean, come on, man. There's going to be a time when we just get stop and say, hey, we're not we're not making it anymore. Well, I mean, we're not winning. Right. And you, as a the front office, should see that and say, "We got to keep these guys winning. We got to give them a Super right. Bowl." You uh, you keep throwing half-assed uh, quality out there. I'm saying we're good. I'm saying right. Right. I mean, uh, you got the half-assed and you got good. I think I think we have our moments where we look like a Super Bowl team, and then our DBs on defense look like the worst NFL or worst type of college team out there. I'm saying that. We are very mediocre, and we we're looking for that player. You freed the salary now. Give it, give us that player that you promised us. You know, absolutely, man. I mean, I think back to 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 when we when we first had this conversation shortly after the thirteen and three season. I mean, everybody was so. How many times does a team lose in the playoffs and still remain optimistic? I mean, hell, the next day I was kind of down but right. I really didn't feel like it was the end I You're was right. like man you know next year is going to be a damn trip because this was an anomaly you had two rookies come in 13 and 3 oh wow and then when I'm looking at everything that took place last year the six games with Zeke and all of that well hey he still finished in top 10 rushing he was the number one average rusher of all the runners in the NFL and he still missed six games and you have to throw in the fact that he shot a blank against Denver. Like you said, it's good, it's half-assed. Right now, I feel like we're mediocre, and I don't know what to call this team right now. I don't know what the identity was or is, because after that 13-3, and three, and I hate to keep bringing that up, but that was just such a point for the team for us to say, right now is the time. And it was like, after that, I just felt like we would just totally move forward. When when the Cowboys, like now, they're just confusing me. We go back to the start of free agency. You you want to chase Sammy Watkins. Well, Sammy Watkins is damn injury prone. You want to replace Dez Bryant with Sammy Watkins for $16 million. He's only had one year of 1,000-plus yards. In 2015, he had 60 catches. Well, in 2016 and 2017, Dez had more catches than that. And this is supposed to be a guy – that's on the decline. If you talk about targets, and just as Mickey Spagnola always says, I hate that damn stat because it's just it's just a throwaway. You want to talk about targets? Let's take DeAndre Hopkins for the uh, the Houston Texans. He had 176 targets this past year. He caught 96 balls. Dez had 133 targets. He caught 69 balls. 
but we're not talking about the ones that were totally over his head or were into the dirt. Oh, you know, yeah. we're not we're not talking about that. No. This is truth. This is this is all fact. And like I said, we have to make it happen now. We're finally not playing the Giants' first game, so I want to see something different. I don't want to see us step out there and be the same team, playing safe. We have to go out there, man, and we have to punch somebody in the mouth. That's the only way it's going to work. Well, I couldn't say it any better. That was beautiful, man. Uh, we 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 seem to pick up players on positions that I really thought, and you know what. This guy's been around in the last four or five years. You hear the name Swain. I mean, the guy plays right. his butt off. He's a he's a blue right. collar player. He doesn't ask for much. When you need him at a crucial spot, he's he comes there. through for you. Now you got Rico Gathers too. I felt Rico Gathers was what we're looking for because Rico Gathers used to be center in a, on Baylor's team or something, and he could sky, yeah. he could do it all. And I think that that's the type of Gronkowski type of guy that I wanted. Okay, now I'm waiting for Jason to retire. You know what? I'll take my hat off, but it's time for Rico Gathers. I, I was high on now. Rico. All right. of a sudden now they're talking tight ends. Now they're uh, Okay, I, I get it. Witten's leaving. But now you're talking more tight ends coming in, and I, I don't understand what message you're giving to your team right now to those players that have been waiting in the wing because I've had coaches come up to me and tap me on the shoulder and go, one day it's going to be yours, son. One day it's going to be yours, son. Keep working hard. That old man's going to retire by next year, and it's all yours, son. Well, guess what? Absolutely. Guess what? I'm, I went out and got a tight end. Now I got these crazy – Crazy-ass Cowboy fans on site saying, uh, bring uh, Antonio Gates here. He's 90, folks. He's 90. <laughs> right, he, he's 90. He had his first year Roger Staubach through them. No, I mean, I'm kidding. <laughs> but in any case, no, no damn pouts. His feet suck, all of that, man. I mean, and like you said, we saw we saw what Rico could do with a little bit of light in the preseason last year. He got hurt in a freak injury at the end of camp. Okay, well, let's go back to the project. It's not over. You moved on from him already, but right. you were willing to put so much into him. It makes no damn sense. It makes no damn sense. You were willing to bet the house on him to play him along with Witten, but now you're not willing to bet on him even though you bet on him. It makes no sense, man. And like I said, I'm frustrated because I sat through the Quincy Carter years. I sat through the Joey Galloway. I sat through the Roy Williams. I saw you draft Stephen McGee. I saw Matt Castle come in here. Nice. You know, and I'm pissed. I'm pissed. <laughs> I want to see something happen that, that makes me proud to put this jersey on. You know what I mean? Yes, and, sir. And nothing's going to really change that, but I want I want to see something that makes me proud. When I saw that 4-12, and 12, but I still showed up every week waving the banner, and then they came back the next year with the 13-3, and three, I'm like, okay, now we're making right. waves. Now some things right. are coming together. So now you got your young guy. You got him at a bargain. You're not paying Dak right now. You're not paying Zeke right now. You got to make things happen with these guys. With what we have, with the talent that we have, it's not the best at every position, but it's good enough for us to be into the mix if we're going to go ahead and shore up that secondary with Earl Thomas. Well, yeah. It's going to have to be it have to be. It's going to have to be him. Have to be. Because it, like you said, we keep getting these players for no reason. 
let's get a player that we need and let's get a player that wants to be here. Now, I I would have looked at it like this. I'm saying to you, hey, you know what? That and This is me sitting in the war room with my uh, Cowboy coaches. Hey, we don't know what we're what we got here with Dak, okay? And right. if Dak, if Dak keeps going three in, three out, three in, three out, three in, three out, this is wearing down my defense. I have to have a premier captain defense that can look these youngsters in the eye and go, "This is what we have to do now. This is how right. we dig in now. This is hey, this is crunch time." And you, you better stand up. You better make it known right now that we're going to stop him. You want that guy. Right. You want that guy. And uh, who's been there? Who's had the what? What were they called out there? Legions of not Legion of Legion of Boom. Okay. Legion of Boom. The, and and those were bred. The pedigree of defense right there was unstoppable. And he's bringing that to our defense that our defense could be wearing down, which it might be whenever Dak goes right. into that mode where three in, three out, three in. This wears down a defense. As, you know, you could say how good you are, but it wears it down. At least have the right group in there that you can encourage it and say, hey, we got to do it. We got to make it happen. You're absolutely right. Think back to the Chargers game. The one word you kept hearing them use, cash. Gash. They're gashing this defense. They're gashing this defense. We couldn't get off the damn field. No. So why did you go and get the defensive coordinator from Seattle if you're not going to go get the guy from Seattle? Now, I know that they're giving Marinelli a little light by not taking his title, but Marinelli, you, you know, he's getting a little over the hill. And I can see the changing of the guard taking place if he can't with Chris Richard coming in there. And I thought that that was the opening. That was going to be the key. Okay, we got Richard over here, Earl. You see what's going on. Sherman's gone. Bennett's gone. You're out there on an island, my friend. You're not reporting to camp. Come on home. We want you here. You want to be here. I mean, it's like a hand in a glove. It's a perfect fit. We don't have to force him. You don't have to convince him. He wants to be there. And like I said, if you guys check out that documentary, you'll see that as well in the Rams game. All Garrett keeps screaming, get off the field, make a play, make a play. Besides Lee, we have nobody there to make a play at that particular time. But I bet you 29 will make a damn play. I bet you he'll make a play. You know what I mean? And if you're looking at the front, if you have Tank, if you have Irvin, if you got Crawford when he's on his good day, and you got Smith, and you got Lee, and then you're coming into the secondary, and you got Cheeto, and you got Earl Thomas. Well, hell, that's starting to sound a little bit like 2013 when you had Church, and you had Wilcox, and you had uh, Lee in the middle, and you had Tank on the front. The definite, you know, you're doing the same thing over again, expecting a different result, and it's insane. Like you said, with the three in, the three out, we're more than predictable. Something has to change. We cannot take a step back this season. We cannot finish with the record of nine and seven or less. We damn near can't even finish with a ten win season. It has to be better. We have to get back to where we were. If not, pretty soon we're going to be looking at ourselves, and it's going to be like, well, hell, what's going to happen now? Because Dak's going to demand money on the market. Zeke's going to demand money on the market, and if there's no reason to stay, meaning winning. Hell, we're going to be back to square one again, hoping well, our Tony Romo and our Jason Witten ride the bus in together. Well, he, here's the thing on deck. If he demands money in the future, 
that means that he's doing something right and we're on the right page. So we're on the right page. If if he demands money, which you know what? I hope he does because that tells me that he's done good all the way to that point to where he's taken us pretty far. I'd like to go to the NFC championship and I'll I'll accept that as you know what? You did damn good, son. We need you. Yeah. But yeah. but I if you're half ass, you're not going to management saying I need more money. That's not going to happen. The one I'm you're looking right. at the one I'm looking at is uh, the one that's going to want his, and that's Elliot. I think uh, if oh, yeah. if Elliot sees another mediocre year, where uh, he wasn't bouncing out like uh, he was the year before, and uh, the holes weren't right. opening up, they as the year before, and plus you got the commissioner that wanted that that had you on the top list on the most wanted, that didn't help. Right, I I, I get all that. But if if something doesn't click over with him now to where he's not successful, he's going to say, I want my money or I want to be traded. It's, it's going to happen or. either way. So, either or. And, uh, right, you know, you brought up uh, with the stinger on uh, on our number one pick. Van Der Hesch. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, with, uh, with uh, Van Der Hesch. You know who else had that that nagged him throughout? And two of them. And they were both linebackers. And I'm going to say Gwen. The what was his name? Uh, Dak ne- Gwynn. Yeah, Dak Gwynn. He had neck problems mm-hmm. that he yep. he never got rid of, and actually he had a brain and neck. And the guy had it all. I mean, he was out a couple times uh, for a while, and he he never really right. came back. And then Dexter Coley, Coakley. Oh, oh, Coakley. Oh, absolutely. Dexter Coakley was our guys. linebacker, and he had a sting. And he, I'll tell you what, that little fella, he gave. A monster attack. I mean, that was total yeah, respect. Yeah, hard and so. Yeah, he's total respect, and and he went down with this uh, stinger. He couldn't he couldn't get his neck back to back in the shape and all that, and we lost Dexter. Yeah, I mean it's it's concerning, man. You know, when that's your number one pick, I don't want to see Bobby Copper the two You know, and 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 I just hope, I just hope for the life of me that. They're right, you know, because if they're not, you know, it's so much egg on the face of the organization and the fans, really, who support it from day one. I mean, I was telling a friend the other day, I was a fan when they were 1-15. and 15, So I'm damn sure going to be a fan when they're 9-7. and seven. But the yeah. thing is, we got to get back on that upswing, man. We have to get back up on that upswing. Things have to start happening again in a positive manner, and I have to understand what they're doing that's going to affect us in a positive way because our conversation today would be totally different if we were talking about Earl Thomas being back there or if we were talking about some different players being picked at different positions in the draft. The only thing that they may have done that probably gave me 10% of satisfaction in the draft, you know, it was late in the draft. They did pick up Bo Scarborough, decent running back to spell Elliott some, but I'm like, hey, he was here to the sixth round, so am I really that happy, or am I just not that mad? Right. You know what I mean? It was no, just no. one of those things. Yeah, yeah but you know what? You we know? didn't pick. We didn't pick one corner, not one corner. Not one. I mean, we not were thinking one, we we're going to get at least two or three. We didn't get one corner, and not. E- I mean, you thought you might get something in the late round. What are they trying to establish here? That th- these are the guys that we're convinced that this is the group. That's that's what they're saying. 
That's exactly what they're saying, man. But, you know, one thing they just can't get enough of is players from Boise State. But so I hope they're right. I hope they're right on this group of players, you know, from Boise State. Skagit gave us 10 years. Hopefully Lawrence will be great moving forward without any injury. But, you know, I'm not I'm, – I'm optimistic because I'm a fan of the Cowboys. Right. But I'm not as optimistic as I was coming out of the 13-3 and three, going into the 9-7. and seven. And right. you better be right. That's all I'm going to say as, as far as receiver, as far as everything. Me, personally, I would have kept this for one more year. If he didn't produce, it would have been easier money-wise to let him go at the end of the next year. No dead money on the books. Um, but they felt this was the best move. They felt they needed to remove his attitude from the locker room. So we'll, we'll see how it works. Because one thing for sure, two things for certain, he wanted to win. And he may not have had the best approach about it, but sometimes you need a guy to rub you the wrong way and telling you that you're not doing anything to get you anywhere. And, I mean, it may have been the way that he said it or the people that he said it to, but I thought the time that he put in the organization would have gave him a little bit of that. And, I mean, he maybe could have did it cleaner and did it behind closed doors or what have you. But as he always said, frustration. Frustration yeah. is what was putting him where he was. He was showing up every day. He was doing what he needed to do. But the frustration of not winning is what was putting him there. And the thing that really, really boggles my mind, I know we got to wrap it up soon. At the beginning of this uh, All or Nothing documentary, he tells Jerry Jones, he said, Mr. Jones, we're going to get you that Super Bowl this year or we're going to die trying. And every game where they put 10 on the line and their hand over their heart, who's standing next to Jason Garrett? There's Bryant. Who does he hug right before that? Dez Bryant. And he said, 88, let's get to it today. Let's get to it today. So Dez felt like they had that relationship where he could say, hey, coach, this ain't necessarily working. I'm not saying you wrong, but this not working. I'm on the field. I'm seeing it. Yeah. And every time that he dude. told them that and they went his way, it would turn out. It would pop, you know? Dude, this was, this was, a, good, this was a good way for them – to set this up. I just thought about this. Why not you generate the entire Earl Thomas thing and uh, right. and then you generate uh, how how we're hurting for cash. If we did have cash, if we did have cash, we, we could bring Earl Thomas to this team. So now right. the uprising, there won't be as much uprising as in, oh, you know what, I really liked him, but now we're getting Earl Thomas. I think they made right. it, they planned it, they worked it, they mediated it so well that we bought into, you know what, that I I hate to see Des go, you know, but you know, you know, maybe we need another guy, another voice, and I can see why the Jones family would do this. Let's bring Earl now. Yeah, you freed up that money. But dude, right. this they played it perfectly. They played it perfectly. I'll tell you what, let's do move on for the last thing here, and that is Okay. We didn't give enough props, and matter of fact, I don't think we did at all, for Jason reti- Jason Witten retiring after 15 years, man. 15 years, this guy gave everything he had. Everything, and then some. you got 15 years. Uh, we missed one game because of a broken jaw, I mean, which is just unbelievable. You break your jaw, you get a plate put in, and you end it the next week. 
Uh, he had 68 career touchdowns. He was three touchdowns away from taking that title from Dez. Of course, 37 of those came from Romo, seven from Dak, six from Vinny, six from Drew, six from Kitna. The guy's been around so long, he caught touchdown passes from Quincy Carter, Stephen McGee, Kyle Orton, Brandon Whedon, Kellen Moore, and he also caught that left-hand TD on Monday night from Dez. I definitely hate to see Witten go, man. 239 consecutive games, 11 Pro Bowls. Bread and butter was the Y option. If you needed a first down, you call the Y option and you watch 82 work. He'll move his shoulders, he'll move his hips, he'll put his hands in the right place, and he'll just get there, man. He never yeah. complained. But the one thing that he hated is that they couldn't get past those Green Bay Packers. He went to the playoffs six times, but those uh, Green Bay Packers – and, well, and, uh, face it, that last one that down. that last one was ours, man. Both of both yeah. of them, both of them. One one at the, their house where the referees gave it, the NFL gave it to them, and one at yeah. our house here. That was both our games, and I wish to God one he could have gotten the Super Bowl. But you know what? Yeah. A lot of great tight ends have went down without a Super Bowl. With, with the, the Gonzalez's, yeah. the uh, yeah. soon to be Antonio Gates. You know, I, I mean, list goes on. There's been a lot of good tight ends that haven't seen it, but damn, it's a shame because, yeah, that's what he was playing for more than anything. I I know it's uh, there's a nice paycheck coming in the mail, or he's picking it up. Yeah. But you know what? He really wanted to win, and you can't ask anything more from a player from a fan perspective. You can't, man. I mean, never saw him complain, you know, and and you just hope that every player that comes through the door has that same heart, that same mind. Or give me three quarters. Tenacity. Give me three yeah. quarters of that yeah, heart. Give me three quarters of that. I mean, how many times? You, I, I don't think he ever thought about suiting up for another team or anything. 2003, he comes in here, you know, he earned Parcells respect. And and from that point on, man, I mean, he's been he's been nothing but a jewel for the Cowboys. And I mean, I know how some fans like to say he lost a step and he doesn't produce. But I tell you what, he never came to feel. And when I looked that way and I said, "Damn it, the first down, you better look for 82." Because like I said, he's going to move his hips and he's going to put his hands in the dirt and he's going to be there. He may not be the fastest, but he's definitely one of the toughest. And one play I always remember is the infamous Philly play where he rumbles and rumbles with no helmet. I was thinking the, the same the thing, brother. A whack right in the face. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing down the sideline. And down I'm like, holy cow. Even the Eagle fans or the Eagle players are like, and I don't want to tackle you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and look, when he got up, he was totally out of it. T.O. says, are you okay? And Mark Colombo said, man, are you okay? But, you know, that, that was wit. That was yeah. true grit wit, man. And, you know, I call him gold jacket wit. You know, I know some he people is. say they don't think he's Hall of Fame. Oh, but my God. Gold jacket wit, man. No, he's hey, first, first time he's go, going in. He's definitely going in. And uh, it was kind of cool when he brought up Bill Parcell. I mean, imagine Bill sitting back and watching this going, uh, holy shit, he just brought me up. He just brought right, me just up. brought uh, me up. And, uh, and here I am, always a giant at heart. There's a cowboy that thought of me maybe right. 10, 15 years later. I don't know. It's uh, 
It's going to be an interesting uh, thing without number 82, that's for sure. It's going to be an interesting season coming up. Uh, Travis, I I don't know what to make of it. I I would – I would grade this uh, draft a C, and let's see what happens. I, I, I'd probably get the same thing out of you on that too, don't I? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. C. Nah, so, I just, you know, yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I think we're losing Travis. And Travis, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank yes, you, sir, my brother. friends. Thank you, my friends, for uh, lis- uh, listening to the show and sending us messages. And I, I'm telling you right now, Travis, uh, one thing I forgot to – these guys have been hostile. I, I, I put up stuff on my cowboy side here. And you know what? Right. I'm just saying the truth, folks. Yeah, I mean, uh, we all love America, but some of us don't right. like the president. That doesn't mean we don't hey, like right. America. All right? That's, hey, that's, how, that's how I'm looking at things here with our Dallas Cowboys. As for me and Travis, we're seeing a little problem. And we need That's our right. management to take care of it, or he's going to be losing us. And you're going you're going to have fifty percent off racks on all these people <laughs> that have left the team. That's what I'm. That's what I was trying to say earlier. I forgot what the hell I was saying. Right. But you I know what? You. That's that's what we're saying here. We're not anti cowboy, and you know what? We want us to win, but we want someone to hear our problems too. And if we find a management now. That's just about the money and just about his his wife's artwork being hung on, at the Texas uh, Stadium. We're going to have problems right. that because you know what people yeah. are going to be coming in and seeing the, these flowers on the wall and stuff like that. After a while, you start getting beat up like that. It's not going to happen. Absolutely, absolutely, brother. You know it, man. All right, thank you so much, Travis. Hey, you're going to be back on the show again. I guarantee it. This was oh, great. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Can't wait for the season to kick off, man. Can't wait to get back on there. Definitely, brother. Glad to have you on. Thank you, my friends, and uh, tune in next week. We'll try to get a show next week or the week after. Who knows? But uh, thank God I had Travis again. So we'll see you next time. Cowboys, let's, uh, let's, bring, right, a home, let's bring home a winner this time. Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.